Hey everybody, welcome back to Sports Goose, we've been gone a long while, welcome to Season 6, Freddy is back, I'm back, I'm Francisco, joined by one of my best of friends, Andrew, say hello Andrew, yeah, Uh, Charles will probably join us at some point later on tonight, He's got some stuff to take care of, but we are back, and I actually have to say a thing. So hold on, hold on. <laughs> We're uh, we are now uh, the affiliate of Pirani's Hockey World at Pirani's Hockey World. The customer is their number one priority. They will continue to provide the best customer service, lowest price, and largest production product selection. The culmination of all Pirani's experience and hard work has resulted in an ever-growing website with better features, more information, and content, and a continuing push to provide you with all of your hockey needs. They boast the lowest prices and biggest selection of all the new products, the lowest prices and biggest selection of closeout and prior year products. Visit our website, sportsgoose.wixsite.com, and click on the banner that you'll see on the homepage to check them out and help us out as well. So thank you to Pirani. All right, now we're shilling hockey equipment, folks. Well, hey, it's it's something that I'm I'm cool with shilling because oh, I yeah. I enjoy hockey. I enjoy hockey equipment. I might have to uh, swing by them and pick up some equipment at some point. Yeah, and pick up some equipment at some point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You got your helmets, your skates, your sticks, your pads, your your, your goalie masks, your your, uh, your your gloves, everything, everything. They got everything. So, and they've got. I think they've also. Yeah, they got uh, roller gear as well. So if you play roller hockey, you can check them out for that too. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, Andrew. So a lot has happened over the course of a month and a half in the sports world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We like we ended with the college basketball season last time and everything like that, and now we are engrossed in the Stanley Cup playoffs, and now the NBA playoffs was started today, and Major League Baseball is now a month and a half in, so there's quite a few things to talk about and some stuff that's gone down, so... Man, <laughs> there's so much that I'm, I'm. I don't know if I'm fully prepared to talk about everything, but but we can pick and choose whatever we want. If you've had something in mind you want to talk about, we can do that as well. Um, I mean, heck, we're on the hockey stuff. Why don't we go there, right? Why don't we start yeah, there? Okay, so Stanley Cup playoffs are happening. There are still, funny enough, regular season games happening because the Vancouver Canucks were sidelined for so long. Uh, with regards to their schedule and, and the Varus. Uh, this will probably, hopefully, be the last time we'll be mentioning that <laughs> from here on out. Um, and uh, so they are still playing games, and I guess they're ruining their tank because they won today against the Calgary Flames. That's not supposed to happen, Vancouver. What are you doing? What are you doing there? All right. Uh, yeah, and, and Tom Wilson. <laughs> Tom Wilson will F you up if you don't talk about hockey right now. That's sure. Yeah, yeah, Tom Wilson is a very bad man. <laughs> He's a very, very bad man uh, in, in the hockey world for sure. Um, and and lo and behold, we, we are back in the playoffs. So that started this past weekend. 
And I guess we can go over some of the matchups, although there is one that is pitting both me and Andrew against each other. Series, the Battle for Florida, the Sunshine Showdown. Yeah. Uh, there's There are a million and one names for this, but at the end of the day, it's the Florida Panthers taking on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Mm. This is the first time since both teams existed, which was what the ninety three ninety four season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so this the teams have obviously played each other a zillion times. They've always been in the same division, same conference. This is the first time in both teams' history that they've met each other in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's actually been a very rare occurrence for. Florida professional sports teams to face each other in the playoffs, at least the four major pro sports. Because I think the the Jaguars and Dolphins only faced against each other once, and then the Heat and the Magic only faced off against each other once, and uh, of course the the Rays and the Marlins haven't been in the World Series together. So here, here we are. Awesome World Series, <laughs> isn't it? I'm sure a lot of people would hate it around the country, but we'd love it. And yeah, this is. This is definitely the first time we've we've had this hockey matchup, and it's the first time ever that both of these teams are legitimately good. This isn't like a oh one versus eight seed and one of them got barely got into the playoffs. No, this is this is legit. Uh, they've been at each other's throats the entire season, and really, uh, them and the Carolina Hurricanes, who who won the division. Uh, over over both these teams but yeah they've been at each other's throats for for quite a while and i'm actually very impressed by the fact that the panthers have actually stood up for themselves for the first time in forever against this team however we did lose game one and yeah i you know i'll be i'll be brutally honest well first i'll point out that the panthers the P- South Florida teams, having lived here for, God, almost seven years now. Hmm. Um, Me too. Yeah, we both moved to Miami around the same time. You don't count because you've lived here basically your entire well, life. Uh, probably in, just in, not South, in South, South Florida. Florida. Uh, okay, whatever. You, you. Yeah, yeah, you, I get you. I get you. You grew up in the shadow of Pro Player Stadium, BB and T Center. But I digress. Uh, you know, they've become kind of my 1B teams. Uh, I can't, in normal circumstances, you know, I'll root for them except if they're playing a Tampa team. But right now, you know, I've I've even sworn off one of my favorite songs of all time, which is Sweetness by Jimmy Eat World, which for those who don't know, that's the goal song for the Florida Panthers. That's hurting, but... You know, that I'm not wearing any red during this series. Um, oh, that's serious, wore, huh? Wow. I wore a Tampa Bay Lightning hat today. Uh, playoffs are in full swing for me. Yeah. Oh, no, um, they, they, they are. They are They are for my brother-in-law. He he, he shaved on, on Sunday. So that, that was the game one for the Penguins. So, that, so he's uh, he's already uh, ready for the playoff beard. I've I've grown my beard out already. 
<laughs> so yeah, I shaved. I shaved last. Uh, it was like late last week. I forget exactly. I forgot about the playoff beard, but I, I, I'll just say, well, the series hadn't started, so I'm like, I'm considering that the start of my playoff beard. Okay. All um, right. This thing isn't getting shaved, although during this whole quarantine, I've developed a lot of playoff beards. Yeah. But this one actually has meaning, and it's not just me being lazy. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I'll, I'll. Uh, I am Eve, fresh out of Eden and armed with a living suit of armor. Experience a hybrid of 16-bit style action and mm. real-time strategy in Smelter. Interesting. Yeah. Available. That's pretty exciting. Already available yeah. April 22nd, 2021. That looks pretty cool. All right. Hey, look at that. We've been out for a while, and we're, we're still finding ways to, <laughs> to scrounge up some pennies here. Okay. Yeah. You see? Um, you see? You, you can't kill the goose. You just can't. Exactly. <laughs> so Smelter. I, you know, watching the game the other night, uh, game one. Well, actually, I, I was really, con- well, actually, I, I was really concerned going into the series because we happened the last couple of last three games of the season hmm. were were Tampa and Florida, and that's really unusual. Well, this whole year has been unusual, but. Uh, that is unusual that you play your last few games against the team you're going to go up against. Yeah, it just happened to be that way. Right. And, you know, with the, the Hurricanes winning the division, winning it out. And the Hurricanes freaking scare me, man. Yeah. Because they, uh, they smacked the Panthers around in the regular season. And and they won 5-2 to two in game one against the Predators, who I, I feel like have no shot. But the, the Hurricanes look scary. To, to face off against right now. I would not want to be anybody trying to face off against them right now, for sure. And then for, for those who are watching who don't really follow the NHL, let me explain how things normally go. Um, actually, just forget it. It doesn't really matter yeah. this year. Yeah. But yeah. for this year at least, what happened was conferences, there's usually an Eastern Conference and a Western Conference, each of which are divided into two divisions. They scrapped that completely this year. Yeah, there was an all Canadian division, and then the U.S. was split up, basically into everything west of the Mississippi, everything south of the Mason Dixon line, and everything north of the Mason Dixon line. Um, even though they called our division central, even though we're one of the more eastern states, yeah. but okay. So how it works is the top four teams from each division advance. And unlike in most years, the first two rounds are going to be wholly intra-division. So the one seed plays the four seed, the two seed plays the three seed. Then the winners of those series play each other to come up with a division champion, if you will, which will mean there are four teams remaining, which will be the the semifinals well, yeah the, yeah and they're gonna reseed after that based on regular season winning percentage yeah so and then again it's, it's one seed four seed two three seed, it's thrown three, out three. it's thrown out the normal fare of of the eastern and western conference and even i guess you can go way back to the the Wales and the the campbell conference in fact those two trophies aren't even going to be awarded this year that was that was well, big news 
Uh, that's not even happening. So now people are like, well, how are we going to know if a team won the cup or not if they, if they don't touch anything before it? <laughs> I'm sure they'll find something. Yeah. You know, do, you, do you shake the commissioner's hand or not? Or I have no idea. <laughs> um, but going back to the Florida Tampa series, you know, it's it's weird. I keep thinking, man, we should just be destroying these guys. But again, mm-hmm. that's my mindset of past few years. I mean, game I, one. I have to kind of, I have to, uh, Charles would, uh, would appreciate this reference. I have to adjust my attitude mm-hmm. um, because this is a, this is not your mother's, Florida Panthers. This no, is they actually are legitimately good. They're a legitimately good team, which is amazing because they don't even have um was it Barkov? No, Barkov's playing. No, no Ekblad, sorry. Yeah, no, Ekblad was the massive thing that went down when he got injured, but but somehow they they found a way to keep it together and keep it from falling apart. Uh, Mackenzie Wegar coming up and and <laughs> being the best defenseman on the team and a uh, bunch of other guys. I mean, the trade for Sam Bennett was huge, even though people were saying he cost us the game from uh, from the last one. But, you know, Carter Verhage, of course, the great signing. Uh, Barkov has has shown himself to be an absolute beast of a leader. You know, Jonathan Huberdeau, doing mad. And really, the only thing that, that once again puts me into question is Sergei Bobrovsky. Uh, that's that's the only thing. I mean, five goals in game one. Five goals. And well, I'm just, I'm just I, thinking, you know, Chris Drieger could possibly hold that down for a little bit. And I also said I don't really think the Panthers can keep scoring that many goals on Andre Vasilevsky that much. But who knows? I mean, let me let me say this about... I, I wasn't able to catch the first two periods, but I was able to catch most of the third. Um, and th- the one thing I noticed was you cannot blame Bobrovsky for that last goal, mm-hmm. the 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 game winner with minute fourteen left. Mm-hmm. I, it, barring some miraculous weird event, I can really never blame a goaltender for a breakaway goal. Um, it's, it's worse than, it's harder in my opinion to stop than a, uh, a penalty shot or a, or a shootout because mm-hmm. you're anticipating, you know, all right, he's going to go, but here it's like, I you mean, Huberto scored a, uh, a breakaway in goal in that game. Yeah, so. zone and then holy yeah. shit, there's a guy coming at me full speed with a puck that I wasn't anticipating. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Vasilevsky had had a breakaway goal, and then you also had a the the game tying goal for Tampa was on the power play. Mm-hmm. So you know, again, I didn't see the rest of the game, but I mean, either way, both both teams. I mean, Tampa had forty shots on goal, and Florida had thirty nine, and that last shot was what did it for Tampa. You know, so right, it was as it was as close of a first ever playoff game between these two teams that you could ever get. Like some people wanted it to go into overtime. Uh, God, no, (laughs) because Uh, it was like, Oh, this, this game deserved to go into overtime. And I'm like, Oh, 
Oh, they're gonna die. <laughs> I mean, if, if I was if I was a neutral party, then absolutely I would have loved that game to go into overtime. I would have wanted that one to go to six uh, to six overtimes, like the Tampa Bay uh, Columbus series last year, our opening game. Mm-hmm. I, I was telling my sister she was watching the game with me. I said, "I want to go to bed on time." This is about, uh, you know, like 10.30, 10.45. Game was tied with about a minute left. I'm like, I just want to go to bed on time. And then, uh, thank God, I think it was uh, Coleman. No, Braden Point. That was Braden Point. Yep. Uh, Pointer comes through in the clutch. and Yeah. Oh, no, he was, uh, he, he got the game tying goal and then the game winning goal. So... That was that was not good. And then I will I will also say this about uh, Tampa Bay, since you discussed a little bit about Florida. You know, it's we are fortunate to have uh, Nikita Kucherov back. Now I I'll I'll dress the elephant in a room in the elephant in the room. Everyone thinks that Tampa circumvented the salary cap by putting him on the long-term engine reserve. Of course they did. Abs won me a fantasy championship. Congratulations, Freddie. Um, But let me say this. I don't care how much you want to circumvent the salary cap. You are not going to tell any player let alone arguably your best player to go get hip surgery, <laughs> which according to him, he was suffering through during the playoffs last year, which astounds me because he was, there was a good, there was a good argument to be made that he could have gotten the con Smythe Smythe over Hedman. I mean, Hedman deserved it, absolutely, because he was an offensive and defensive juggernaut. Um, but, you know, short of him, I think a good argument could have been made for Kucherov. But this isn't like elective surgery where <laughs> you're just getting a nose job or whatever. This is a hip surgery. I I don't care how much of a team player you are. I don't think you're going to undergo a surgery like that voluntarily just to help out your team's salary cap crunch. Yeah. Not to mention, this isn't the first time that a team has come under scrutiny. Back in 2015, uh, Patrick Kane underwent surgery, was back in time for the playoffs, which that was the year that they beat my Tampa Bay Lightning in the Stanley Cup Finals. But again, you know, bitch and moan all you want. And even Quenville, the the GM of Florida, no one thinks that anything is untoward here. And just from that point alone, the fact that, Francisco, would you get a major surgery just to help out your team salary cap crunch? Mm, uh, Well, if I had just won the Stanley Cup... And basically accomplished everything I needed to accomplish by that point. 
Yeah. Yeah, I would. <laughs> well, let me let me tell you this. I'm just thinking of the context. If they hadn't won, uh, I don't know if he would have done it. I'm not even sure because he probably would have been compelled to like, oh, I got to get back in there so we can try and get another shot at it. But they had just won, and it's like, okay, well, I did that. Now I can take a break, whatever, and I needed to take a much-needed break. Everybody else has to play. I'm just thinking of it like that, from that, that well, sort of let, standpoint. Let me, let me rewind a bit. You would get a needless... Your hip is totally fine. You're not suffering any groin issues. You would just say, you know what? Let's go under the knife here. I'm just thinking... I'm just thinking that... Look, the, the Lightning have been making the playoffs all these years. Kucherov's been playing all that time. They go through the gauntlet of winning the Stanley Cup. And I need a much-needed break. So why not have the surgery? And hey, I could be the freshest guy on the ice by the time I come back. And... It helps us out with the salary cap. I think some, uh, there are some players who are team players like that. Especially once they've already accomplished what they needed to accomplish. Like getting the extra Stanley Cup, that'd be awesome. But he's already got the one. And he's like, yeah, might as well take my, my break right now. You know? Well, we're going to have to... Uh, agree, agree to disagree, to yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, I, I'm just I, thinking I, of it like that. If I was the Kucherov, I totally would have done that, especially since I had just won the Stanley Cup. I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. I get, I get to get a surgery that'll help me out in the long run in my life. And, you know, I'll just sit on the couch and, and just wait it out and still whoa, get paid. Whoa, whoa, hold on, hold on there. Hmm. You just proved my point. You said needed surgery. Okay. That proves my point. But was the surgery needed or not? Was it elective? Hold on. What was his injury exactly? I have no idea. Hold on. He had to get hip surgery. I believe it was an issue with his groin, which is very common for hockey players. For hockey players. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't remember exactly what the well, injury was, but either way, I, I would have done that. So, but again, and I'll throw this out as a poll, Freddie, whoever's listening, do you think Nikita Kucherov, either unilaterally or with the encouragement of his team, uh, underwent unnecessary surgery this off season just so his team could circumvent the salary cap and i could take a much needed break from hockey to just kind of chill and still get paid anyways but anyway uh we still have steven samkos is back hopefully victor hedman is going to be back on his game because he looked a little bit off no idea um hedman looked a little bit off the past few games course we still have the best goaltender in hockey right now and Andre Vasilevsky he has a very good chance of winning the Vezina again um, I mean the last game goal numbers wise you know may not have made that apparent but he is pretty universally not just by Tampa fans but across the league and by journalists think that he is the best goaltender in the league uh, but anyway, I think it's going to be a good series. Um, well, they play today. You know, 
it's it's already been a good series. The teams are hitting the hell out of each other. <laughs> Charles, um, <laughs> my Marshawn shall ride my petty to a cup. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm in now. So oh! that's how I'm coming into well, this. Man. I'm like I'm not going no Vaseline. You know, no Vaseline. I had to make sure I have a few things setting up because I'm guessing we're speaking hockey. Your yeah, boy watched some hockey. Like this is that time line. of the year. Yeah, this is the time of the year. And, you know, I, I, I don't know what I walked into, but I just heard um, Andrew saying good series, so I shall refrain from speaking further. Continue, boys. Oh, no, no. We're, we're, we're pretty much done with uh, the Florida Tampa Bay talk. That's And they play game two tonight, so we'll see what goes down. We'll see what goes so down. So let me ask... Let me ask you guys this real quickly. Okay. Is this what you're feeling might be playoff rounds of the year so far in y'all's little conference of things? Because that's the question I want to ask you guys in group chat for weeks. And well, I, I mean, find it interesting. I this mean, could be the start of a good rivalry for hockey. Well, it's it's kind of been something that they've wanted for the last 28 years, and and neither team has been good at the same time to make right. it happen. So there were years where the you know the, in the '90s when the Panthers were better than the Lightning, and then the early 2000s when the Lightning were better than the Panthers, and then like the late 2000s when none of them were good, and then uh, you know ever since the last decade I've been the Lightning, and so and like the Panthers only a couple seasons. And there. honestly, to the best of just off just offhand, I can't think of a time when I think there was maybe the one year when Florida and Tampa were both in the playoffs together. I yeah, think it was probably was, 2016. Yeah, when they when they won their division. So There was a chance that they could have met each other because um, Tampa was going to face the winner of the Panthers-Islanders series, yep. which we did win, but, Pan- uh, but Florida lost on which I will admit was really shitty officiating. Yeah. Um, Chorchek was straight. Yeah. <laughs> but now we, now we meet and, you know, this has been a bit of a rivalry just by virtue of them being close to each other in terms of distance. But I feel like the only way a true rivalry can happen is if, the playoffs are involved or some high stakes i, I mean sheesh man the, the 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 playoffs have already started off pretty well like the, right. the first game was between boston and washington they both go to overtime the second game between them goes to overtime again you know and then uh, charles's boy marchand gets right, that marchand. goal yeah there you go and then uh the the minnesota wild just winning against uh the the vegas golden knights surprisingly so um, well, I mean, that was more just a showcase of the, of, of the, of the goaltender in that one for the wild. <laughs> that was then, the Knights had 42 shots on goal and, and Talbot was just going nuts. So there was that. Then you had the Islanders and the Penguins, which went game one went into overtime, you know, and then, uh, the, I mean, really the only smackdowns have been the hurricanes and the, the avalanche. With their mm. their game one victories, but everything else has been one goal victories overtime. You know that's it, kind of, and now we're gonna see what happens. I don't think Vegas is gonna. I don't know if Cam Talbot has it in him to do that again against Vegas tonight. That's probably not gonna happen. Uh, Forty two shots on goal. And then I'll just do a quick rundown of 
how the other series are going. Um, Nashville, Carolina. Carolina won last night 5-2. They are the one seed in the Central Division. Um, Next game is tomorrow night, 8 p.m. on CNBC. Thank God that NBC is no longer going to be hosting the NHL because they get put on these these games, really important games, get put on really crappy channels that no one can find. Yeah. Uh, oh. As previously mentioned, Tampa, Florida, Tampa versus Florida, 5-4 was the result on the 16th, two nights ago. Tonight they're playing starting at 8 p.m. down here in Sunrise, also aired on CNBC. Uh, going on tonight as well, starting now actually, is New York Islanders, Pittsburgh Penguins. That is being held in Pittsburgh. The last game was a 4-3 overtime win by the Islanders. Going to the earliest starting series, it was Washington-Boston. That one is tied one apiece. Uh, Both games gone to overtime so far. 3-2 for Washington in game one. 4-3 for Boston in game two. Next game is tomorrow night at 6.30 on NBCSN. Then we've got the North Division. Neither of those series have started. Um, You've got the Montreal Canadiens and the Toronto Maple Leafs. That's definitely a rivalry. Um, it's first time in God knows how long that they've met each other in the playoffs. That one will begin in Toronto as they are the higher seed. Uh, that's on the 20th. Tomorrow night is Edmonton, Winnipeg. Um, and then over in the West Division, you've got the eight of the uh, Colorado Avalanche, who are not just the one seed in the West Division, but the President's Trophy winning Colorado Avalanche, they have home ice advantage, obviously. They won their first game last night 4-1 to over the St. Louis Blues. Play again tomorrow night starting at 10.30 on CNBC. And then last week, we, lastly, we have the Vegas Golden Knights against the Minnesota Wild. Minnesota took the first one 1-0 in overtime. That was a hell of a game by both goaltenders. Uh Fun fact, Marc-Andre Fleury is the first goaltender in NHL history to have made the playoffs in 15 straight seasons. Wow. Yep. Okay. Uh, And that one actually is their second game is tonight at 10 p.m. over at the T-Mobile Arena in – it's not actually Las Vegas. It's whatever sun something, whatever Vegas actually is. I don't know. Uh, But – the actual city name is not Vegas. Okay. Okay. All right. So that that that, that wraps up our hockey talk for now. That's that that's it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Paradise, Paradise, Nevada, mm-hmm. uh, where uh, Las Vegas actually is. Air quotes. Okay. So where are we? So let's see. That's that's our hockey talk. Huh. Well, let's see. We've got. Oh, the NBA playoffs started today as well. Play-in. The play-in is happening. Pacers have a very nice 69-45 lead over the Charlotte Hornets at halftime. And then later we got the Washington Wizards. They somehow made it against the Boston Celtics. Yeah. Yeah. 
I can see Boston losing this one. Boston's going to lose that one. <laughs> There's no Jalen Brown. Who is your other offensive scorer aside from Tatum? Mm-hmm. I, I can't tell you. Marcus Moore is your key defender guy, but someone has to guard both Beal and Russ. And say what you will about Russ. And the fact that shot efficiency doesn't matter, consider the fact that he actually has a 42 shot percent making. So there goes a lot of people's arguments with that. Mm. You're leaving a poison free. And if you leave Beal open, you're going to get distributing balls. Mind you, Washington only has two great players, one kind of good player in Ryu Hashimura, and everybody else is just like NBA creative player names and <laughs> But I think it's what for play in two out of three. Am I correct in that statement? I didn't really look into the rules this year of how they were doing it, but I don't think it's a winner-take-all thing, right? That's got to be terrible for ratings. I'll check that out as we proceed. So the NBA play-in tournament. I got to say, that was a really cool concept. I I actually think they should bring that back for the future. I think. (sighs) Well, and let me explain it for those who don't know because it took me a second to understand it. So you have the bottom four teams – based on rankings you have the seven seed the eight seed the nine seed and the ten seed um seven seed plays the eight seed um their winner goes straight to the next round to the the final eight whatever um the winner of the nine ten game faces the loser of the seven eight game the winner of that game goes on as the eight seed in the playoffs yeah. Interesting little concept. Yeah. I th- I think they might or they they probably will institute this going forward just because of the money aspect. Uh money from of course the hosting the playoff games on TV, advertising and all that stuff and for teams themselves, the actual revenue uh now that human beings can actually go see games again. So mm-hmm. they'll probably do that because hey, look, uh I mean, gosh darn it, man. The, the Washington Wizards are in the playoffs right now. <laughs> you know? Just a quick aside, I, I was going to mention this before in our NHL segment, but it is so nice hearing actual fans in the stands mm-hmm. cheering. Yeah. Um, Last year watching the playoffs, I mean, you kind of you kind of moved past it at some point where you were just focusing more on the game than the lack of crowd. Um, and in some ways it was kind of cool because you could really hear the players communicating and cheering and celebrating and whatnot, but I don't know. I was watching the game last, last night, uh, or two nights ago and it was like, ah, uh, that's nice. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. So, so yeah, the, so there, there's that. And then we playing is dumb. I'm going to start with that. <laughs> I, I like it in execution. Can I tell you what I think my problem is? It's how you kind of do the seeding of it. It makes no sense that seven and eight should be going against each other. To me, it should be seven, ten, eight. Yeah, nine. that that yeah that What's that's the probably something they would have changed. Yeah, but it, the the talent quality really hurts because here's the thing that might happen: taking into consideration injuries or just pace of play or just every dog has their day mentality. The Celtics, for all intents and purposes, at 500, really ought to be playing the Hornets. It, it only works in the play-in when you're looking at the West because the West has always been the better conference where the 8 and the 9 and the 10 have been per, potentially arguably more competitive than the East 7, 8, 
nine, ten, so off, so forth. Like the Hornets right now are missing a lot of pieces. Um, they yeah. just got Lamelo Ball back, but they don't have Gordon Hayward because he just doesn't show up. I guess um, the Pacers are the ones who have that opportunity. I know our good friend Brandon Rourke who listens to us, who has popped onto the show. Follow him on Twitter. Follow us all on Twitter, guys. At J O J R, Tamfrioles, Charles the True. Actually, I changed uh, my score scoop. Changed my Pacer handle, so you can't say that no more. <laughs> my God, you just blue balled me in the best thing that I do for the show. I appreciate it. You guys are getting post court Charles too, so it's a different kind of inflection. I can't yeah. believe this. Um, but I, I don't think it kind of – I like – you know what I like? I like the 8-9 play that they had last year in the bubble because when you really look at the Hornets, the Hornets are not the team that should even be warranted of it, right? The same thing with the Pacers despite the fact that they're injured. Wizards is a scary animal, so that's at least the benefit mm-hmm. of the plan. But yeah. a healthy Jalen Brown, I think – or J, yeah, it's Jalen Brown. I'm thinking Jalen Brown who's a uh, linebacker for the <laughs> Titans that we got back on a one-year deal. Um, I think that would have been competitively equal. But for the West – what is it? It's Spurs versus Grizzlies. Um, Grizzlies and Grizzlies at 38 and 34 should be in that contention. And then it's Lakers Warriors. And we're oh. all kind of like, that, that's there's so much compelling stuff in there. <laughs> yeah. um, because this is one of those few times where you're like, you look at it, even though it's a seven seed, you're like, that's a two seed, man. Like, don't play, but they might lose. And it, I got to tell you, the one thing I'll tell you about play-ins, if you don't cons- – and I, they're not counting the stats of the play-in, so this is really going to hurt my argument, what I'm about to say. But the teams that are able to get to the play-ins, and especially if they're able to get to the first round and pass the first round, those players ought to be considered for MVP, especially in a year where you can't convince me that Jokic is the clear-cut MVP. Because I know we were talking about it in our last shutdown season, I guess, or not our season finale, but when Brandon was on, mm-hmm. where we're talking about, or Brandon was on, when we're talking about Bradley Beal being presumptive MVP, or at least being on that consideration when he's on the trash team. I think you can raise that argument now for Steph. I think you can raise that argument also for Russ. And no one wants to mention a Russ, but that guy just put up high-end triple-double for a season. Not basic, we barely cracked the ball 10 points, you know, persist and rebounds. We're talking in the 11s. We're talking about getting into the play-in tournament. We're talking about maybe getting into the first round, mind you. Them playing against Philly is not a great matchup. I think if they make it all the way kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But um, I think it ought to be that consideration because how much we go to. But play-ins, and I know I went on a long tangent, but maybe it's because I'm just hogging the spotlight because I wasn't here for the first several <laughs> yeah, minutes because go got sad boy thing. But um, play-ins, good in execution. I, I would agree with Andrew. But I think it makes sense when you actually have the competition through – eight through 10 the way that you would have with the western conference but then you look at the eastern conference it's like mm, mm, these are we're just round robbing it basically right or we're just giving out participation trophies because a grizzlies that is a nine seed at 30 or 34 would more than justify actually being a eighth seed they're yeah. better than your current eighth seed they're, mm. hell they're better than your current seventh seed in these not better than miami heat though <laughs> we're gonna talk about that yeah. kids oh yeah yeah well hey hey charles hey have you heard a game called smelter it's out on the Xbox, your PS4, your PS5, your Switch, and your PC. So you can get that right now. You know, it if mixes you it, you it. 2D platformer, strategy hybrid. Uh, that I don't know how that works, but apparently someone made it work. <laughs> so there you go. Okay. Mm. Ooh, ooh, what's it? Where, where, how much time are we at? Oh, yeah, we got plenty of time to talk about this. I, mean, I guess we can keep going, right? So, we're, we're, so we're, we're at the playoffs now. And yes, we got uh, whoever wins the, I guess the, gosh, man, I'm trying to look at the 
uh, this playing thing. Who let's see. Are so, we talking about NBA's? So yeah, yeah let's see. So I, ideally, it's ones and Brooklyn twos will face off pathway, either against yeah. Washington or Boston, and mm-hmm. then or yeah, is that how it works? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I believe so. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. talking about seeds. and then so and then the, yeah the the winner of the nine ten versus the loser of the seven eight game will then face off against the seventy sixers. Yeah, so that's how that works. And then the Knicks are playing the Hawks, who somehow won the division. Okay, sure. Wait a second. So the loser gets a, an opportunity plan. Why can't it be just whoever wins seven eight? And whoever wins nine ten get rebranded as seven eight nah, based nah, off the record. No, nah, no, nah, that's how they're doing it. Really, with the this rule? is, that is, this is how they're doing rule. it. This is how they're doing it. The winner of so the nine ten game has to play two games. Yeah, they basically have to play two games to get in. While the loser gets two shots to get in, anyways, of the seven eight game. So, so yeah, I guess they're trying to make it fair to the seven eight team. But, but by, how is no? You gotta. You can't. Have given them a second chance. You you can't do a handy. You just have to go in full. You know, plain uh, and simple. Uh, there has know. to be a consequence uh, of losing. Well, I mean, that's how they're doing it. So I don't know. I don't know how they thought of it, but that's how they did. So yeah, that's how that's gonna work. Uh, Knicks and Hawks, and then the Heat and the Bucks, and then the Jazz will face off against the loser or winner of nine ten whatever. Uh, the the whoever uh, Lakers or Warriors will go off against Phoenix. And then the Clippers and the Mavs and the Nuggets and the Blazers. So those are those are your playoff matchups, if that even made any sense to anybody. So I'm, I'm copying and pasting things into the the Twitch chat so people can see for clarification. <laughs> it's yeah, it's uh... we're. we're... This up real quick here. Well, yeah. Per my for, but yeah, the only things that make sense is the the middle matchups between four or five and three six. That's the only thing that makes sense. So there you go, there you go. So so yeah, uh, and and well, yeah, people are saying heat and five. So <laughs> heat and five, and you know, do we do we want to take that hill to die on and um, appreciate the fact that we're going at this about Victor Oladipo, which we already knew was just a prologue for next year possibly and let me tell you i'm glad he got hurt not because i want an injury to him because he competitively outpriced himself and what he could have got it this guy turned down a two-year 44 million dollar extension over in houston to come over to miami and the thing is is that had you but not for you only playing like six games with us we might have had higher but now you might have to be reserved to an option deal or a one-year deal. So I see this as an absolute win. Because either if he doesn't want to resign with us, we literally lost nothing because it just goes, Mo Harkless is off the books, as is Kelly Olenek, who are both free agents, and then we have money to invest in other people. Or he stays on at a competitive deal with the benefit to us because it's he's going to end up getting the journeyman contract because at 29 going on 30, how many more big contracts are you going to get when you have a proven history of you know quad issues that keep rust rupturing all the time mm-hmm. so yeah. keaton five i'm not scared of milwaukee i don't care yeah like no, everybody's... last year but definitively drew holiday is a good defensive player but who on your team you take out Giannis, and we have before he even got hurt in last year's um playoff with us 
we kind of confused him. Now we got Trevor Ariza, who is big enough to at least stall him a little bit. Mm -hmm. You got to kind of figure out how you're doing animal when Brooke Lopez is out there. But I think that's what um, we talk about how like Sposter doesn't really have set schedules and stuff like that, or set rotations. <laughs> but I think Ariza's here to say to play the three, four, five position defensively. And that's what you're there for. Maybe get lucky. But you want to do Chris Milton? I don't even know what Chris Milton's doing this year. You know, yeah. uh, you know who, who else do you have there? DiVincenzo? I don't even know if he's on that team anymore. So if we have a whole bunch of no names and they have a whole bunch of no names, mathematically speaking, I'm going to trust the coach who knows how to do the most. Mm. And Jimmy's been no Jimmy. Names. Jimmy been doing great. Mm-hmm. Another MVP contention. But you know why he's never going to get the MVP considerations? He won't even get top three in voting? Because he's not sexy in branding, I think. No, the way that I mean, you all know my, my, my feelings about Jimmy Butler. But, <laughs> but, it, but it is. Man, but we are both man, crunch, man crush Monday every day. <laughs> yeah, everybody's supposed to tell me I'm supposed to be scared of Giannis because mm. he's like a seven foot or six eleven um, man who can shoot everything but can't seem to dominate for the teams and mind you i'm only tongue-in-cheek on Giannis. trash we haven't said in a while um because of the fact that it's more about inhibiting the love of what other people see like i don't think he was the back-to-back mvp that we talked about that should have been Harden. um i don't think it was should have been mvp last year but with the heat i at least feel confident to get out of the first round some people might say oh charles you know but you're going against a stacked team who had a much better record than you but is that record really Not better? Real. I mean, or, yeah. But when you think how, about it in the context of all people. the guys are healthy now, and you know the the whole the, the, like really the Heat haven't really been like this in a while. So now it's like oh now the the gang's back together. The so it's it's just full steam ahead now. Yeah, and I, I'm for it because it's really going to be predicated on one man, not Jimmy, not Tyler, not Duncan. It's going to be on Gordon. Mm-hmm. Because I think how those minutes are going to get played out is sometimes starter, sometimes second unit. Um, and I think that's going to be the make or break for us. I'm very interested to see what happens. I'm also very interested to see what happens with, um, does my boy Precious get some more? Mm-hmm. You know, I just want to see. I just want to see. And then if we're speaking heat, let's just do the shout out. You're not Haslam, buddy, <laughs> buddy. You did not need to flex so hard. And remind everybody that your video game equi- equivalent is Kratos from God of War and poking Dwight Howard in the eye. And I'm almost certain that if he could, he would just jaw jack and punch um, Joel Embiid and Doc Rivers in the face. I loved it. I'm not going to talk about the stats, everything like that. We all know the guy came in for like basically a horseshoe throw mm-hmm. of time and was able to get some points, but we want to go for the ejection. But I really just if you had to give the personification of like berserker rage from Wolverine in the comics, it was that man yeah. who it just reminded people. And we gave Andrew an education in the group chat about what it, what it on us does. And this is it. We all know it's it. This is the last go. He yeah. even knows it. That's why Spo put him in for his season appearance. Um, it, it was just the love. It was so beautiful, mm. but yeah, I, I'll admit, I, I don't, I don't want to say I'll really miss him. Because, like you have mentioned, he had in that roster spot. But if he doesn't get brought on the way that um, Alonzo and even Juwan to a degree were on there, I would be very shocked. Or Battier, you know, just that way of coming into that transition. Yeah, I mean, Battier's over in Detroit right now doing nothing. Yeah, but. of course. So, oh, man. All right. So, let's see. I think that's... Where are we at? 48 minutes. 
gosh, what was the last time I did one of these? Speaking of real quickly, because it's been a long time since I said this, 76ers, frauds! <laughs> frauds! And we whooped them, because that's who we put. We were going to put a finger in your eye as they demolish us. <laughs> <laughs> but everybody's thinking that, you know, they're, they're doing this presumption that ones and twos will advance out. In the playoffs, sometimes it takes that one injury to screw everybody over. Yeah, well, I mean, sometimes, yeah, that's 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 the thing. Or it's or the team that was injured out. for most of the season and then just happened to be a six seed. And, you know, when they're really my, you know, a full strength, probably a two, probably a three. A two, t- three. I think three. Because Brooklyn, we talk about not being healthy and then back. Now they got Harden back. Yeah. And listen, you know, that belly, don't lie, he's talented. Yeah. You know, he's good. Okay. He would have been my MVP. Okay, so let's see. We are at the 49-minute mark. Dang it. One of these things out of the way, right? I mean, gosh, man. Andrew Andrew suggested this one a long time ago, and I haven't done it. Which one? Uh, I'm just trying to find the thing. I, I, I'm, I'm rusty, folks. I'm just trying to get my bearings back here. Uh, yeah, player remember forget. There you go. See, we forgot to, uh, you know, our play to remember forget. It's all in connection. Okay, so today's player is Tony Womack. Oh, what? Nice. Yeah. I was actually looking at stats the other day because I was uh, doing a fun segment. <laughs> I, I was going to create a fun segment him. for us. Yeah, yeah, Tony Womack. Player remember forget. Second baseman, shortstop, outfielder. Played uh, for, for, for quite a while in Major League Baseball. 13 years. Made the All-Star team one time in 1997 for the Pirates. Won the 2001 World Series with the Arizona Diamondbacks. Went to Guilford College. Drafted in 91 by the Pirates. Seventh round. And he played for the Pirates, the Diamondbacks. The Rockies, the Cubs, the Cardinals, the Yankees, and the yep. Reds. 106. Wait, what? Uh, no, okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's play. Let's see. 2.5 War. I uh, know he, he was pretty good at stealing bases. Got 363 there. RBI. Pretty much like a leadoff type of guy. And uh, that's. Yeah, 1997 through 1999. Led the NL in stolen bases each year. While he's with the Pirates. So there you go. That's as much as I got for Tony Womack. I can't really... Didn't really find anything more as to what he's doing in his post-playing career. And yeah, he played in the playoffs. Most notably for the Diamondbacks in the World Series run. With the Cardinals in their World Series run in 2004. And they lost. And then his final uh, playoff appearance with the Yankees in 2005. Which so. I believe he said that Joe Torre has a way of being preferential to treatment of players. Yeah. I remember Gary Sheffield said that. Mm. Okay. There was a reason why Tony Womack came up to mind for a interesting segment that I wanted to share with you guys. Oh yeah, as a creator. Yeah, that's true. He did Maybe. set up Luis Gonzalez's game winner in that legendary Game Seven in two thousand one. Mm hmm. So there you go, Tony Womack. All right. Okay. Oh, let's see. Man, I'm just trying to. 
bridges over here because uh, I mean this is our season six premiere and we, we kind of cobbled this one together for the most part Andrew's doing bar prep Charles just literally got off of work yeah and uh and then there's me and I'm not gonna mention what's happening to me so so there you go uh let's see what's uh you know what let's let's call this the halfway point guys and you know what happens at oh. the halfway point it is a man. I am really rusty. I'm trying to find all the stuff here. There you go. Word from the non-sponsors. That's that's the, that's the thing I was looking for. So people, places, things, contests that we've been enjoying not over the last week, probably over the last since the time we've been off. And I don't know who wants to go first. I I can go first. Okay. All right. So, fellas. There's many phrases that we can say. New year, new me. Outer beauty equals inner beauty. I like to choose a phrase I have lived by since I basically became an attorney. Style and profile. I like to be a flash in the show, whether it's in court. We're going back to in-court person appearances, guys. I've been to a couple of them already. There's some judges I want to do virtual, which is fine. I enjoy having a suit jacket and then being in my basketball shorts. But, you know, when duty calls... I have to look good, man. I got to do it. Get the hair right. Make sure the contacts. Get my eyebrows threaded. No shit. I get that shit threaded. It looks good, man. You got to be the tribal chief over here. But the one thing that's been escaping me is a good pair of kicks. Not just dress shoes. Everyday shoes. I thought I had white feet. Didn't have white feet. I went to Fleet Feet, and it was good. I got my running sneakers, but I got to get my everyday walking shoes. Guys, I got I to gotta get some good work shoes, too. So about a month ago, because it's been a bit, so, you know, I, I told Francisco, I was like, I know I'm going to work with some of this stuff, you know, at, just like Eve fresh out of Eden at Smeltler, I had to be a beautiful butterfly out of the cocoon of looking like a hobo. So I went and I got me not one, not two, not three, but four pair of new shoes from Rackham Shoes. And I was looking good, boys. I was looking good. Because now that I know and I am armed with the information about what feet I should have going to flea feet so they get a second shout out because they scan my feet, I know what sizes I should go for. I know it should be wide or not wide. I know if I can walk properly or I'm going to be running like Lieutenant Dan said Forrest. Or actually, no, we'll say Forrest, right? And I got four pairs of shoes. Two Nikes, Nike Revolution 5, Nike Tangent White looking crisp, and two Dockers, Black Garfields, and fellas, this is where the style profile where Ric Flair almost came to my house talking. I heard him in the corner when I was trying him out the record room shoes. I got some tan Garfields. I have a blue suit. That'd be looking fire with them on it. Boy, I was looking yeah. fire with yeah. them because I went to court in person in my blue suits, my pink shirt, my pink tie, my tan Garfields. And brothers, let me tell you something. I either felt like Ric Flair was possessing me or I felt like the pimp the godfather from WWE because it was looking good. And I got all those four shoes for $200. Not even $200, $199.93 because what does Rock Room do? Buy one, get one half off. And I, you guys can have your $300 moccasins. Ladies, for those who like to wear the Jimmy shoes, more power to you. I used to work at Payless, so I actually have some knowledge on shoes. I will take decent quality shoes for roughly about 50 bucks a pop if I can get in bulk, as opposed to going to, you know, Dockers personally, just ordering their stuff and paying full price. Rockports, Nikes, anything like that. I'm a man of simple taste, but I got to taste like Oreo cookies. Good. And fellas, I was looking good. 
I'm very happy with it. So that is my, if you're kind of rich, but kind of poor and you need to look fresh, you need to look fly. You need to be fresh and clean as Outcast once told us. We love ourselves an Outcast. Go get yourself some ripe room shoes. Don't be picky. Be petty, but don't be picky. Okay. That's the life model there. So promo code, you know, nature boy. Woo. Woo. <laughs> Okay. Andrew, do you have something? You go first. Me go first. Okay. Oh, man. So, uh, I, I mean, I really can't post anything on the actual video screen for this because, uh, oh, wait, hold on. Freddy's got something. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait a second. Let's, let's take a look at his first. Sleep. Sleeper. Sleeper up. Is that fantasy football, Freddy? Don't do this to me. He won his hockey league. Oh, and my believe coach. it or not, it is fantasy. Good call. Yeah, be, because my uh, my friend Ross, who's also leaving me, we hate you, Ross. Um, yeah, you know, so enjoy us. He keeps sending me like every day because that time of the year. Fantasy leagues with friends, play together, with friends and families and coworkers. There you go. Text me the app. It's an app. Next level fantasy leagues: football, basketball, uh, esports. Sheesh, they got everything here. Look at that. Trying to trying to get you get get you back into it, Charles. I'm retired. That's what Ric Flair said. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> there you go. All right. Okay. That's Freddy's non-sponsor. I kind of like the interface better than ESPN. So there you go. Okay. I, I wish they they don't really show anything more here. I guess yeah. Let's see product. Let's see if I can. We can kind of explore a little bit about it. Let's put let's, uh, fantasy football. Let's just put that right there. Uh, let's see. Get started game day every day. Draft your team. Play your matchups. Become a champion. League chat. Draft board. Game day. Waiver countdown. Blockbuster trade. Mascots. Direct messaging. Dynasty leagues. Keeper leagues. Yeah, there you go. So, all right. All right. Uh, okay, so uh, my non-sponsor goes to, I guess, I'll just go with my social circle, okay? Uh, kind of been through some stuff. If you check out my Twitter handle, you'll, you'll figure it out. But um, And it's been kind of rough for me since the show's been off and luckily the show's been off because it would not have been fun <laughs> for me during this time five but uh, uh people have uh kept me up and uh gotten me through this and are still getting me through this and i can't thank everybody enough for what they've done for me uh their time and effort and words and just everything that includes Andrew, that includes Charles, a uh, bunch of other friends from all the walks of life that I've had in my life. And I really appreciate them and I love all of them. So <laughs> it got really deep here, but I don't want to mention anything more than that. And that's just my non-sponsor. So uh, promo code, uh, I love you guys. <laughs> I don't know how you could love me if you change your Twitter handle before ahead of time. You know that's my bread and butter. <laughs> yeah okay so there you go that's it uh and i should have gone first well that's what i was hoping for 
Uh, well, you can lighten the mood a little more, so <laughs> go ahead. Uh, my non-sponsor is Godiva. Yeah, I can get behind that. Godiva, for those who don't know, is a chocolate-making company, and I have recent, recently fallen in love with their chocolate pudding. What? What? They have pudding? Mm-hmm. I did not know this. They have it at Publix. At least my local public. Um, it's it's the quote unquote insta uh, insta pudding, uh, which is not really insta. It's more of stir for two minutes, freeze for a minimum of five minutes, and then you've got uh, some minor set enough uh, pudding to to eat. Although let's let's be honest, you could probably just eat it right away. Um, you know, mix in two cups of milk with one packet. Although I never do that, I always do two packets, which means four cups of milk. Stir that baby. Uh, put on a dollop of light Cool Whip, which, in spite of the name, you might think, oh, light might actually not taste that good. I beg to differ, my friend. The light Cool Whip actually tastes wonderful. Um, but I have tried many types of instant chocolate puddings. I've tried uh, Jello brand. I've tried Hershey brand. Uh, but one stands above the rest, and that is Godiva. Um, you know, it's good when when the late great Freddie Mercury men mentions it, Lady Godiva. I'm kidding. That's not who he was talking about. But still, Godiva, Godiva instant chocolate pudding really good shit i highly recommend it uh relatively low in calories you one serving is half a cup and it's only about uh 140 calories it's not not too bad uh it's a good pick-me-up it's a good way to go to sleep uh it's a nice you know little way to end the night just uh sitting with a nice little package of or a nice bowl of Godiva. I actually have some with me right now. I like pudding. Okay, there we go. <laughs> there, yeah, there, there, there it is. I finally found it. There it is. Yeah, eighty calories per uh, for that's, one. That's 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 a bit of a that's a bit of a misnomer though because it's it's eighty calories for the mix. It's not mm. 80 calories, including the milk. Ah, okay. All right. It, I was deceived. <laughs> um, but yeah, Godiva, really good. Highly recommended. Promo code, good shit. <laughs> okay. All right. Yay. Okay, boys. I don't know where to go for, for here. I mean, we can talk about baseball, right? We can go to baseball. Let's do, let's yes. do that. Um, or can I can I just jump in really quick? I yeah. want to give a quick update on college football. Believe it or not, there was still college football during our hiatus. Uh, the FCS had its season over the spring. There were a couple of teams that played a couple of games during the normal fall season. But everyone moved pretty much the spring season uh, where playoffs were hosted during the spring. And coming out on top was the Sam Houston State Bearcats. Took down 
the San, uh, not San Diego State, sorry, the South Dakota State University Jackrabbits, uh, twenty-three to twenty-one. It was a close, close game, and man, it is incredible what you get when you have a large playoff where you have chance of teams upsetting. It it is a beautiful thing, and I'm I'm putting the let's see twenty twenty one FCS. I'm seeing what the seeding was. Here we go. Postseason. Not the world. Sorry, just bear with me, folks. That's no problem. Uh, let's see. I, gosh, man, I was hoping like an ad would just pop up. Like, hey, this pause is brought to you by Smelter <laughs> on your PS5 and your Xbox Series X. So, South Dakota State was your number one seed. Sam Houston State was your number two seed. So, yes, at the end of the day, your number one and your number two didn't, uh, did end up meeting. But their road to get there. SDSU eked out a win over Southern Illinois, 31 to 26. It was very close. It came down to the last possession. Um, Sam Houston State uh, won by six over Monmouth in the first round, by four over North Dakota State in the second round, and by three points over third-ranked James Madison in the third round. So they won all four of their games by a combined six, 10, three, 15 points, which is unbelievable. That's the shit you like to see. Instead, you've got these 30 point blowouts of, of Alabama over Ohio State. Mm -hmm. I, I dare you, anyone, any proponent of the four-team playoff in the FBS, I dare you to find an excuse to say, and, and then conversely, sorry, jumping back, conversely, South Dakota State did beat Holy Cross in the first round, 31-3, to and they beat unranked Delaware, 33-3 to in the semifinal. Hey, we knew somebody from law school who played for Holy Cross. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 there you go. <laughs> now you remember. Um, so it's like, I this playoff had its blowouts, and it had its upsets, and it had its near upsets. That's what you get in an expansive playoff. Yeah. At the end of the day, the one seed and the two seed didn't end up meeting. Fine, but at least it was exciting. May not have been. <laughs> at least it was an exciting way to get there it was an exciting way to get there and that's what we want uh, it, taking the whole g5 deserve a spot we want excitement in our postseason we don't want the same four teams playing every year i, I looked it up alabama or clemson this past season, which was Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, and Notre Dame, 
one of those four teams, or I think no less than three of those teams have been in the playoffs every single year since it began in 2014. Hmm. That hmm. is annoying as hell. That is boring as hell. The only mystery is, is it going to be Alabama? Or is it going to be Clemson who wins? Ooh, maybe Ohio State will win it. Ooh, how exciting. The most spread out that it's been was in the first two seasons when you had Florida State, Michigan State, Washington, and I think one other unknown team got in there too. Yeah. That was the fun stuff where you actually like, oh, wow. Michigan State got in? Wow. Washington got in? Oregon, that was another team that didn't really, and they beat the shit out of Florida State um, and gave us one of the greatest football memes of all time, Jameis Winston falling on his ass while trying to throw the ball and the referee right behind him proceeding to eat shit as well. That was fun. That was hilarious. But I digress. Okay. But well, then the good news, though, one ooh. more thing. The good mm-hmm. news is there is a big movement for playoff expansion within the next few years. It is finally taking hold. The question is how the question, the thing everyone is saying, it's not if, but when. And Mm -hmm. I hope that is the case. The question, if it is when, is will it be six teams? Will it be eight teams? Will it be 12 teams? 16? Who knows? (laughs) I hope it's 16. I hope it is 16 because that would be 10 conference champions and six uh, and that's that's the same. That's how they do it in F in FCS. I doubt they'll do it like that, though. They, you know, it takes baby steps. You know, it, you know, that's how it's gonna be. I would love for it to get that that far, though. Yeah. All three of us will be dead in the ground before they expand and pass four. Snail's pace, man. Mm. Okay, so uh, let's let's do a quick scoreboard update. Just trying to fill time a little bit, but not that we really press for time. We can end the show whenever. But uh, let's see, San Francisco's up three to one over the Reds. The Giants have had a great start to their season. Hey, the Marlins are up one nothing over the Phillies. So there you go. Tampa is spanking the Orioles right now, eight nothing at the moment. The New York Mets are up two nothing on the Braves. The Sox, Red Sox, and the Blue Jays are nothing, nothing at the moment. The White Sox, uh, after they've spanked the Twins, and they're up one nothing already here. So right, and then uh, Washington against Chicago, the Cubs, zero zero, and the Cardinals are up two to nothing on the Pirates. Stanley Cup playoffs, the Penguins are up two nothing on the Islanders as the first period is about to end. Tampa and Florida have just started. So we'll see how that goes down. And the Pacers are definitely going <laughs> to move on to the uh, what the, the 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 second play-in game, I guess. Yeah, that's that, that's what that's what's going to happen with them. So that's that's definitely going to happen for the Pacers because they'll face off against the loser of Washington versus Boston. So there you go. All right. 
So, well, baseball guys. So the Hornets. The oh. Hornets are just the math. Question. Yeah. So the Hornets are mathematically already gone. No, they lose. They're out. That's it. Yeah. Well, that's. But they're still gonna have to play the second game regardless. No, no, no. The winner of this game between the Pacers and the Hornets goes on to face the loser of the game between the Celtics and the and the Wizards. That's what we were pissed off about. Correct. <laughs> that's yes. Yeah. And then you have the winner of this one go because so it's two consecutive the lowest seed and then one time win. So it gives. All right, because in practice, I think it's because now we vocalize so, so, it in yeah. my brain. So, so yeah, the, the winner of right Washington versus Boston will move on to actually play in the playoffs, the real playoffs. All right. I know it confused me. I thought we were having Hornets play like twice, but one of them, like as an example, and one of them's just going to be as a sacrificial lamb. So I'm like, yeah. man, you're really not going to get anybody to scare so, so the Hornets are going home. So the Hornets are done. So really, we're we're just doing this for a good friend, Brendan. We yeah. want the Pacers to at least succeed and beat the Celtics just so I can laugh and say the Celtics ain't nothing because <laughs> yeah. um, what's-his-face is a bad GM. Danny Ainge is not a good GM. I'm going to say it uh-huh. right now. I've said it last year. I'll say it again. It's taken a while. They've had this core for quite a bit. Nothing's been done. And you let half those pieces go, and you never got a big man, which is what you needed. Yeah. So, yeah, suck it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's see. Where are, I was going to – yeah, we we're going to talk baseball. Yeah, that's, there was one thing I wanted to look at. Uh, so You could look at Pilar's face getting wrecked up. By the Braves pitcher. Oh yeah, yesterday. yeah, he got Ooh, absolutely yeah. Uh, his nose just got yeah. No bueno. Not 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 a good thing. Not not very fun. But I, I don't know if you guys noticed. Uh, so uh, Nike is you know the now baseball's uh, uniform provider and all that stuff. And so they they're doing also like the NBA a city edition for for Major League Baseball teams. Only a few this season. Only a few of these season, but the Marlins revealed theirs, and I am a massive fan of it. So, the Marlins have, inspired by the the the, the Havana or the Cuban Sugar Kings AAA team, that actually played, and like probably uh, had like the highest attendance in like the international league back then. Uh, they were essentially, if not for the Cuban Revolution. Had things gone the way they did in alternate history, possibly, maybe there would have been a Major League Baseball team in Cuba. That could have been a thing that could have happened. So it would have been an expansion to Cuba or or uh, along with Canada. So that could have happened. That could have happened. So the Marlins have now a red uniform. People have been calling for a red uniform for quite a while for the Marlins since it's, it, it is in their color scheme. They look exactly like like uh, the Cuban national team in in their in the color scheme. They have the 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 script mimicking the the Cuban Sugar uh, Kings logo. They got the patch on one side of their arm that looks like the Sugar Kings logo, except with my Marlins on it now. They got the crown uh, logo on their hats, but with MM on there for Miami Marlins, and they got the Marlin itself on one side of the hat and one side of the uniform so there you go that you can see it on the screen there what it looks like and it's yeah it's it's uh they did win a triple a championship way back when so that's it's been 
pretty, pretty cool. Uh, yeah, the team had to move to Jersey City after the Cuban Revolution. So there was uh, something, and they got the socks here too, as well. So it's. Uh, I have to agree with Jazz Chisholm. Hold on. Hey, Tampa scores. Boo. Killer. Killer. <laughs> it's gonna be beautiful pass. Well, oh. for, the, for those who will I listen, I have to play that. the parent to two warring children. Right now. I, I take that back. Actually, the goal is for Samkos. He banked it off of a uh, Florida defender. Uh, oof. Uh, it almost got to uh, killer, um, but uh, he he went. Uh, Stamkos went five hole on the defender. Uh, and it bounced off of his leg. So Tampa up 1-0 with 14.44 remaining in the first period. Mm. Ouch. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. But Okay. So there was that. I think, uh, what was the other team? I think the Boston Red Sox revealed theirs, which is like a Boston Marathon-based uniform. And... Yeah, Major League Baseball revealed the All-Star game is moving to Denver, and they showed the the logo right there. So the Rockies will be hosting now. And let's see. Uh, uh, Are the Royals? No, 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 that's that's a different thing. Uh, Dodgers wear the gold uniforms. Um, Okay, well... So I think, yeah, the Marlins are one of the teams. The Red Sox were the other team. I forgot what were the other teams that were in the list. I think L.A. was one of them. Uh, let's Okay. Uh, the White Sox, the Cubs, the Diamondbacks, the Dodgers, and the Giants are the other teams that have yet to reveal their city-inspired uniforms. And I think probably by next season we'll have the rest of the teams join in, which is going to be kind of – Funny to see for like a team like the Yankees. <laughs> well, well, what look can at, we do, look at right? The, look at what they did. Uh, they massacred your boy um, with those. Uh, what were those like? Players' Day uniforms. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, they, but I mean, usually, usually, like, aren't the Yankees usually like on the road when they play those games? So they're sometimes. Tech, you know, but... Yeah. It's it's so different. Can we just point out the fact that Boston's attire looks like a Snapple bottle, and I cannot <laughs> look away from it differently, and it's just going to be stuck that way. Yeah. Uh, okay. So there's there's the rest of the teams. Yeah, the Yankees. I don't know what they'll do. Uh, I don't know if they'll do All like a th- red color pinstripes. <laughs> I have no idea. Jeez, it, it, it is, it's a city edition thing, so they have to like do something inspired by. I don't know, the Bronx or something, and I guess the Mets would do something inspired by Queen. I have no idea. I have no How clue. do you portray trash on a uh, jersey? For anybody who's been in New York, you know, <laughs> straight up. Like, I, I live in Queens, man. I can say it. You know, it, it ain't pretty. The, not, the nice, cleaner part of it? Long Island, man. You go to the Five Boroughs, you're like, oh, that's a homeless guy. Take a crap there. That's cool. Uh, <laughs> so there's, there's that. Uh has anything really stuck out to you guys after the first month and a half of, of the season? I have a cold job update. Mm. Side note, my arms are very strong. I have a strong right. You know, I got to tell you guys that now. 
for those who haven't listened to the show, we started this about a year ago, where we have Garrett Cole. He is beautiful. I would probably kiss him on the lips if I met him in person. And any time he had a full set of innings pitch in the games, and he usually goes deep, ha, 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 couple of innuendos, um, he would get a job, basically. A particular job, but from my old thing, and I've kind of been keeping tracks of how great he was. He was not good last night, but you know, everybody's off their game sometimes. But I believe right now for Garrett, he has a 203 ERA. He led, I believe, for the longest, I think he popped a record yesterday, were 61 strikeouts without a walk, if I'm not mistaken. Right now, his record is five and two, which is pretty good. He's leading with a, um, Second most in strikeouts, tied third for wins, eighth in ERA with 203, which is, trust me, as a Yankees fan, that's like a godsend because we've always had kind of like inconsistent pitching. And I'm just trying to see the game log to give you an update fully on the uh, Cole jobs that were going here. All right, here we go. So dating into the beginning of the season, right? Um, I believe I've counted, and this is we're calculated to how many earned runs he has provided or anything that's under one right so we're looking at believe i have one two three four four just in the month of april mm. and then five when he was playing the rays on february or on uh, may 12th so guys five jobs so far for cole wow many more to come i'm gonna be looking like quagmire no i'm gonna be looking like morty you know, when Morty gets that arm in season three, <laughs> yeah. that's going to be me, guys. Left oh, arm's right. going to be a right arm's going to be 24-inch pythons with Hulk Hogan. Okay. Um, and then Giancarlo, Giancarlo Stanton's hurt. This is actually sad because he was probably our best player. Now it rests on Aaron Judge in a career season or a season for, you know, big money because he's on his one-year arbitrator. We did get the point back. Let's see what happens. Charles is very happy with Corey Kluber so far. Not happy with... Uh, Jameson Tyen, he doesn't even deserve a nickname. So Jamo, well, Jamo don't want you there no more. Um, Domingo German is inconsistent with his location. As always, we really need a true four or five because I'm not really big on Jordan Montgomery in this combo. Jordan Montgomery, Lozega um, going at it. Let's see about Debbie Garcia getting called back up. I know we're waiting for Luis Severino. Another guy who, who might get it. I mean, Giancarlo is getting Bessels. And for anybody who's listened to the past shows, Bessels are my ultimate form of loving, aside mm-hmm. from the handy, you know, the whitey righties, the cold drops, and the hair handers. But you have to be an exceptional player for that. <laughs> but Giancarlo is really killing, I think, with 12. Or he had like nine home runs or 12 home runs get into it and a lot of ribbies for our team. But um, I don't know what I'm going to do with this guy, but Araldus Chapman is scary. Mm. You guys. I think he uh, not, has and not in that play. sense. <laughs> well, not not in that sense, but he has, I believe, a zero ERA. If I'm not mistaken, I'm bringing up these stats now because I think this is ridiculous. So, and I quote: nine saves, thirty-one strikeouts, a zero ERA. I believe he has struck out. If I'm looking at stats correctly, um, he has pitched fifteen innings, thirty-one strikeouts. Yeah. This is and only five walks, which is just stellar for a guy who at max gets an inning and a half in full. But this is some next gen level stuff. Oh, and uh, Lemehu, yeah, I love me some Lemehu. You know, we, we do that too. He's he's probably the only guy that we got going on now. He's probably a great guy for fantasy as well. If you're trying to get any of those points in, but um, Glaber Torres is kind of disappointing. But I'll say this now, even though we're kind of inconsistent at twenty two and nineteen, 
I cannot wait to go and play against Boston in June because then we're really going to see us there. And I did get my re- – and you know what? I, we did this because we missed the show, so I'm going to take this spotlight. Revenge Tour Paymaker 2021 uh, was in yes. effect, boys. Because here's the thing. You throw dust in my eye? Because, yeah, we got Correa strike out, but Bergman? Well, that's his name, right? The, uh, the other bitch. I forgot his name already. It's not a matter to me because I, I didn't prep for this portion, but I should have because I know I was going to poo-poo on this. Bregman. Bregman. Uh-huh. So you think we were going to give a crap about him getting a home run? Yeah, it was a villain thing to do because it's a heel move. You're a bad guy. Along with a homeboy, you were like the most non-contrite human being about the process of it. And the reason why we're angry is because the fact that there was not a proper consequence. So don't throw it back onto us. Don't throw it back on the fan base. And how even dare you throw it to the fans of baseball and the sport itself? Revenge Tour Paymaker 2021, guys, so good. And it was one of those few times where I would have made an exception to my concerns about the coronavirus, and I would have had that city impact to the gills. Mm. Let everyone's health be damned so we can hear everybody <laughs> call somebody an a-hole to literally boo them, to blow trash on them, because that was almost the closure that we needed. Because I know we're not going to get closure when we play them in the wild card series mm. or something else, because we'll lose. I, I already call it right now. But it felt so good, because you know what we did? You know what we did, you guys? We took their ace pitcher in Zach Greggie, who wasn't even involved in the cheating scandal. I have no hatred towards any of the players who are not there. It's to uh, Midget Man Correa. Oh. And then to Bregman. Really, really, that's it. I don't even care about homeboy who went off to uh, Toronto. I forgot his name because I don't prep it. Springer, I came back Springer. Thank you, yeah. Corey Springer. I don't care about any of I, I still have beef to Justin Verlander. Thank you. I also have beef to Verlander because I believe he got out of that year. And then – Yeah, that was his year, lone he, World Series, you know. Yeah, and then, and then the following the year he's To complete his Hall of Fame career, you know. You know, he's complaining about the fact of, you know, loaded balls or juice balls, but yet he gets a Cy Young when he should have gone to Garrett Cole. But it felt so good to take it off of Granky because I think we let up like six on him, man. And it felt ecstatic. And we took two out of three. And here's the thing people need to realize about baseball. It's not like Oakland who went like 13 straight. Usually your best thing is if you have 10 games, that record should be seven and three, eight and two to really have a good series coming in. So I'll take two out of the three, as Meatloaf once said. Now, don't be sad because two out of three ain't bad. And I loved it. And we will play them again <laughs> later on in the year. And I will bring that hate and bring the pain. That, that's all I got for you on baseball. Mm. Sorry for taking that time, but I could not you not mention that. Uh, I just want to say, um, so, uh, yeah, Freddie mentioned the no-hitters so far this season. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, so there's been four, four official no-hitters, one unofficial no-hitter. So the first one was Joe Musgrove, which was the first ever for the San Diego Padres in their entire history. So there's that one. And the, fun, and the great thing about that is that he is actually from San Diego, so he did it for his hometown team. And that was against the Texas Rangers, which is, of course, really, really fun to see. Because remember, they had that whole beef last season with the, with the you know, the, the unwritten rule. So that's just some more more injury to them at, at Texas as well. So there you go. Then Carlos Rodon for the White Sox. Uh, 
getting on the Cleveland Indians. The Indians have been no hit twice this season, by the way. I think that was the first time that's happened since 1914. Yeah, something where, like that. Some Within the first month of the year or something, I don't remember exactly. Yeah, so so that happened uh, just like a few days later, and then this month started, and and then John Means of the Orioles no hits the Seattle Mariners out in Seattle, and then and, and funny enough, all of these are road games, so all these all these guys have been doing it on the road, and then Wade Miley of the Reds no hits the Indians, so second time then they should change their name at this point now because they have been thoroughly embarrassed, so they should just be the Cleveland Spiders and, and get it over with now, yeah. so that we could forget about their, their the, the, these two no hitters that they've suffered, so there you go. So and uh, the whole thing with the DH stuff and universal DH, I mean, oh, there's more offense in the American League. All of these no hitters have happened in American League ballparks. So I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, those are the four. And then there was the unofficial one, which was uh, uh, Madison Bumgarner who threw a seven inning no hitter in the uh, the double header rule thing. So technically, he did throw in a complete game. Shut out with no hits. That's what they're calling it as, but they're not going to label it as an official no-hitter for him. But he's already gotten one in his life anyways. And, you know, he's got that World Series ring and World Series MVP. And I, I think he'll be I think he'll be fine, guys. Multiple World Series rings. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think he'll be fine. He'll number retired in San Francisco, so don't worry. He'll, he'll be good. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, those are those are the four so far that we know of. And we've got a few near misses. Yeah. We've had a I actually let me take that back because someone pointed out that the term near miss is still a miss. Well, which, like blew my mind. Well, was it was it Carlos Rodon with he nearly had the perfect game? And then he had the hit by pitch that just. Well, there are also a couple that were just straight up going to be no hitters or well, perfect games. Yeah, but I was saying that Carlos Rodon, remember, he hit uh, that guy in the, on the foot, like yeah. just on the tip, tip, tip of his back foot toe, which is like probably the hardest place you could hit a guy. And it hit him there. And he missed the perfect game just by that much, just by a, a literal toe. So. And I. I... I don't understand the people who are blaming him for not moving out of the yeah. way. He tried to move out of the way. Yeah, you're, you're just not, not going like to. He, it's not like he can levitate to move his back foot off the ground. Yeah. And once it's that far inside, you have really no obligation to. I mean, you have some, but you don't have to like go above and beyond, go bullet time or whatever to avoid it. So that's that's on him for, uh, for, for that bad pass. But mm-hmm. otherwise, he had a great game. Yeah. So, so yeah. There, there you go. There's that. Oh, what else happened already this season? I mean, we can look at the standings just to just to take a look at that. Of course, the Seattle Mariners had a great month, and then of course, then they became the Seattle Mariners. So that that happened. Mariners gonna Mariner. Yeah. So like they were. Albert like, Pujols. Oh, yeah. Albert Pujols mm-hmm. has been exiled from Anaheim. That's right. He just goes to a different California team. Yeah. So Albert Pujols is, uh, has left. And and so, 
yeah, it's. Uh... I mean, I don't think it was the wrong move. I think the Angels got a lot of flack for it. I know it was the final year, but if they really felt that they, you know, I, but here's the thing: Dodgers are only picking up a prorated amount anyway. Yeah. So if you're releasing a guy, you're out of contention because you haven't done anything to get a pitcher. I, I mean, couldn't you have just traded that final year maybe for a pitcher that's of okay caliber? Because I don't know who's on the uh, Angels as a pitcher. Yeah. You know, that, that goes to show how deficient they are. <laughs> yeah. Oh, our, it doesn't even count. It doesn't even count. I'm going to tell you why it doesn't count. He's amazing. He's awesome. But he's just going to flounder there. He's going to flounder there. You're going to waste a special thing because organizations, all they want to do is just sign hitters that are going to whiff out and you're ruining Mike Trout. And damn it, I just want these players I like that aren't on my team to succeed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Freddie was mentioning uh, Yerman Mercedes hitting that home run. Off a three-zero mm. pitch, off of a, of a of a catcher pitching when his team was up fifteen to four, <laughs> and and the Twins broadcasters were just absolutely livid uh, for him doing that. Hey man, free home run is a free home run. Take it, home take game. it, exactly. Just Listen, there's it. these contracts that they're getting off of it too. Yeah, so I mean this incentives. guy, this guy is one of those guys that like. You know, if the White Sox want, they could just like, hey, we're not even going to go to arbitration or wait till your whatever your rookie contract. Let's just give you that massive extension right now, save money in the long run. You know, or just don't suck as an organization. It's the same thing that we talked about. You know, through the whole thing, yeah, the Twins, there's no honor yeah, among gosh, thieves. They're, They're just trash. Yeah, they sheesh. They won their division they, last year, and then woo, COVID season doesn't matter, yeah, right? That's true. You know, they it, got it, stripped it, by the Yanks. Yeah, we, we literally talked about it, you know, where it's like you're going to there was going to be one team that was going to be fraudulent and not because they didn't build a team like the way the Braves have not built a team. My, my friend's a Braves fan. And, you know, it's just they didn't build a team of anything. We want on Socoros and then your other guy, Yano, whatever it is, gets angry and punches his damn hand. And mm-hmm. That's him for being an idiot. But, you know, the twins were just top down. And I guess this transitions to the other part about baseball. I hate the fact that Tony Russo is managing, but damn it, we forget that Tony Russo kind of knows how to manage, even though yeah. he doesn't know the rules, apparently. Yeah, well. But yeah. yet the White Sox are going to hit that groove, and you're going to be like, oh, this is the guy who won two World Series just with the Cardinals alone. Yeah, exactly. So so there's, uh, yeah, the New York Mets are leading the NL East because nobody wants to lead the NL East, apparently. Uh, so there's that. The. St. Louis Cardinals leading the Central, two games up on the the Brewers and the two most and a half on the boring Cubs, the division Reds, in yeah. baseball. Yeah, you know the Pirates are bad, so everybody knows that. So there's that. The San Francisco Giants leading their division. Nobody, I don't think anybody really saw that happening between the Dodgers and the the Padres in there. So there you go. The the Red Sox leading the AL East right now. <laughs> Yeah, but frauds. Uh, we'll see. I can't wait. We'll see. The Blue Jays are up right now against them, so we'll uh, we'll see how that goes. The Blue Jays are in second place. The Rays are in third, and the Yankees are right behind in fourth. And of course, the Orioles are the Orioles. So that's that division. The White Sox leading their division, and they're starting to push ahead, push forward. The Royals had were kind of in there, and then they had like this epic losing streak. I think they lost what, like 13, 14 games in a row? That was, mm-hmm. yeah, that, they just completely fell back down to earth. And Cleveland's got a long losing streak right now, so the White Sox are kind of are getting hot at the right time. And and then the Oakland A's lead their division only because they went on a massive winning streak. <laughs> Won, what, 13 games in a row or something, and 
Correct. essentially did that. So, and now the Astros are on a massive winning streak. They've won six games in a row, right behind them. And the Mariners are the Mariners. And the Angels, try as they may, the Angels, you know, they had like a what, good two first weeks of the season, and then they just kind of like, yeah, we're a 500 team at best. <laughs> with with uh, one of the most dynamic uh, two-way players ever to play the game and one of the best players of the generation, but we still can't build a team. And we had to exile a future Hall of Famer who was way, uh, who was way past his past his prime needed to be put Make up to pasture. 2-0. Tampa on top. Well, F me. Panthers are frauds. Oh, apparently. God. Oh, and by the way, Who's in net? Drieger. Oh, fudging, eh? Put Bob back Callie in. With the, Callie with where's, the uh, where's, where's Spencer Knight? Is he out there? Is he in the press box? Oh, can... man. Oh, that's unlucky. That's unlucky. Oh, well then. He was bailed out by St. Ferris, and St. Ferris giveth, and St. Ferris well, taketh away. Yeah, I'm going to, I, let me, uh, I got to give props to, uh, for, uh, BU for that. Uh, St. Ferris is his nickname for the pipes on mm. a net mm-hmm. because ferris is iron mm. okay <laughs> so what happened was the initial shot went off the post it took a nasty rebound out which went straight to palat and he just buried it okay so saint ferris giveth and saint ferris taketh away yeah two zero tampa uh... 426 remaining. Uh, it's only the and... first period. It's only the first period. We just need one. We just need one. <laughs> it's only the first period. Okay. Uh, let's see. Where where are we again? Uh, th- uh, let's see. Uh, Baseball. God, this, base, this Pacers game is not ended yet. Dear Lord. Jeez, it's 136-100, but man. Freddy says they didn't need Le- Levert, and he is correct in that statement. Yeah. And uh, Penguins are up 2 nothing. So there you go. Uh, let's see. We are at the hour and 38 mark. I don't have any other small segments to go by. I don't know what else you guys want to talk about. Or we do what we always do at the end. Let's do it. Oh. Me? Whoa. Hey, now. Oh, p- p- pause. What, what game were you playing, Charles? I, I, I don't know. Uh, Mario Tennis Aces. Oh, okay. All right. Because your boy got a new pro control like we talked about because I was able to fleece it and get it for free. And I'm just like trying everything dynamically to kind of get from there. Fun game, everybody. Second on sponsor. Always Mm. play. I have like 15 hours and it makes me like tennis. Are we playing Smash later? Can you do Smash later? Okay. All right. Yeah. I got to eat some din-din, but I have corn in the morning. So we're going to see on that one. But maybe, maybe like 30 minutes. All right. So let me, let me get to what, since we're talking about smashing. I think this is appropriate to another personal thing. So welcome, everybody, to your weekly Truplex, The Cage with Charles. Disclaimer, wrestling is not fake. It is scripted. It is a song. It is a dance. It's ballet compared to what everybody always says. It's not Billy Graham. It is a stage fight. It is people. It's a predetermined victory. It's a predetermined loss. It is basically an opportunity for men and women to chase championships, earn those championships, beat the holy crap out of each other, or just smash them, stack them. Pin them one, two, three. And I thought often long and hard. Haha, I made a joke about how to present this situation because when I last left you folks, we had WrestleMania. I gave you my previews and predictions. Ask me if I remember what I said almost five weeks ago. 
I could not answer that. But then we also had another pay-per-view that just happened, WrestleMania Backlash. So, and then there was stuff that happened in New Japan. And then there was stuff that's happened in Impact. And then, you know, AEW and stuff like that. There's so much wrestling going on, fellas, that I feel like a kid at a buffet with no parents to attend. And I'm just having the fun and the chocolate fountain that they have. But at this point, I'm not even just using the spoon or getting the cup. I'm just putting my hand in the damn thing. I'll flood my body in there. But we're going to talk about WrestleMania. Because Roman Reigns smashed him, stacked him, pin him one, two, three in that triple threat match against Edge and Daniel Bryan. He did what he was going to do. He told you what was going to happen, and he did it. It was split again to two nights. The two main events, Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks, and a pretty good match. Not my match of the night, but a pretty good match. To close out that one, Bianca Belair won the SmackDown Women's Championship. And then we had night two with the triple threat match of, you know, the tribal chief, the man that I aspire to be as a legal professional in my program that I have. I might literally, some picture, people have a picture of Jesus. I might have a picture of Joe Anawai, a.k.a. Roman Reigns, every day when I look to motivation because I am loving that heel run. And you're going to find out because of a pay-per-view that just happened. I enjoyed WrestleMania. I did not like certain things that happened in WrestleMania, such as The Fiend losing, but there's some stuff about that that happened that I won't speculate to anyone's mental health, but as you know, Bray Wyatt had lost his good friend, Brody Lee, John Huber, formerly known as Luke Harper, all this other stuff, and so there's some background chatterings about the reason why Bray lost was because he wasn't ready to come back in full, but I can't get much of speculation. I don't think that's fair, and that's the one thing I had about the internet community, and that's the one thing I hate about the Twitterverse, but I did love that damn entrance. That damn entrance was a damn good entrance a couple title changes a lot of title changes i was very proud of it i, I did have more and hopes for the feed in randy Orton, but that was just kind of the sour taste best thing about wrestlemania night one i gotta tell you bobby lashley was saying hey Drew McIntyre's still not the champion this is good this is when you wake up it's a beautiful thing because the almighty bobby lashley is exactly what you used to sign up for man it might give me the idea of bobby lashley versus brock lesnar and SummerSlam when fans are back i have a minor chub just thinking about this this is great <laughs> uh you know two former mma fighters two guys who never crossed paths in a 2005 run bobby lashley looks like a god to me brock lesnar is Probably, I know a lot of people give me flack. I, I literally enjoy every bit of him, every step of the way. People want to convey him as a heel. I think he's a face. He just wants to beat the crap out of people. I'm so about that. Guys, that triple threat match I'm thinking about now, and it was originally my match of the year, but there was another one. This weekend that has been considered match of the year, but we're not going to get to WrestleMania backlash. WWE has been great on SmackDown stagnant on raw the problem with raw is they give you the same matches over and over again when you have an oversaturation saturation wrestling and you have a repetition of the same matches and same storylines really kind of hurts especially if the pay-per-views are about five six weeks out and that's what it was between wrestlemania and wrestlemania backlash that's right they used to have a former pay-per-view called backlash and they does wrestlemania backlash like i need hook on phonics for wrestling i already knew who the whole purpose of backlash was to go and give me resolution to a lot of wrestling matches for wrestlemania but whatever let's deviate a little bit to the other world uh let's just do new japan so new japan i think when we last left off it was we showed koda and his new cybertron title belt right the um, iwgp world heavyweight championship you know they fuse everything they fuse the um, world championship heavyweight championship and they fuse the intercontinental championship and then they made the world heavyweight championship no one was crazy i believe him and will osprey had had a match will osprey had one said match 
He now has a Cybertron title. That's what I'm going to call it from now on. Uh, should we call it Decepticon? I don't know yet because we have good guys having it. It doesn't make sense in canon. There was a match between him and Shingo Takagi. Oh, so good. I love me, Shingo. You guys have known for the New Japan people. That was who I was putting y'all on the radar. The man who also channels the vibes I want to bring into my program and my department of the final boss battle vibe that comes into it. Coming in as the last dragon. You know, he's just rising. And the match was good, too. But now we're looking forward to... Will Ospreay and uh, Kazuka Okada. I've also started falling in love with El Fantasmo, ELP, um, partially because of his theme music, but now you guys know the Forbidden Door is open. Forbidden Door meaning everybody else in the wrestling profession is having their dudes appear on other shows, Dynamite, Impact, New Japan Wrestling, um, especially New Japan Strong to kind of go from there. He showed up on Impact, go through, I like his theme song. And if I like your theme song, I'm already into it. You know, no one's coming into WWE because, you know, it's Vince and Vince is very private. Not that I think he needs outside talent to get his ratings. He just needs better storylines and maybe a better understanding creative and maybe to utilize some of the wrestlers that he has that are they're not doing anything oh alistair back's coming by the way also selena vega's coming back allegedly you know the one who said i support unionization and was let go goes to show how wrestling can have a short memory if you have the right wrestler to sell to the crowd especially if the crowd is coming back um but new japan right now we're on the 